Why do I feel that the year is already rushing away with us? I can't quite call it, but we've had one week of January and I just feel it's full speed ahead. Healthy New Year to you all and welcome back to My Life Not Yours. This episode is all about exactly that, having a healthy new year and how can we ensure that it's maybe a happy one as well. So I've refrained from saying happy new year because we've had two years full of shit. Isn't this the month that they say that we refrain from drinking, we eat plants, we set unrealistic goals and generally feel bloody depressed having reminisced about the year that was. I'm hoping you had a lovely Christmas if you celebrated it. If you didn't, you had a damn good break. And I did publish an Xmasy podcast entitled Jingle Bell. So if you haven't listened yet, please do. And it's not quite what it seems. As I sit here at 7.30 in the morning recording this podcast, I think it's Saturday the 8th of January. And as I said, I feel like we're halfway through the month. But I've had a good week. I can't complain. And my 2022 has started really positively and productively. I'm doing a few things that need to happen to sort my shit out, basically. So guess what? I'm not going to have any booze. I think lockdown started me on my journey of loving a glass of wine and then it just carried on from there. So I'm not sure I'm setting that as a goal, but I'm definitely off the booze for now. Anyway, I'll come on to more of what I'm going to do in a minute. So I want to focus on this podcast because I want it to be all about inspiring you to live your life in 2022. And I'm super excited about what I'm going to do as I've had a pretty good 2021 despite the pandemic and all the global bullshit that goes with it and around it and over it. And I'm not just referring to, you know, COVID. I think it's really time now to think about what put a smile on your face in the last year and how can you better it for this year? That's a big ask, right? That's a real big ask. But I think if we look back, we shouldn't really look back. We should keep things moving, actually. I've always been a big advocate of that. But if we reflect on 2021, let's just, you know, just play along with me here. Think of three words that describe your experiences in 2021. Now, you may be thinking, Tina, what are you talking about? But let's think about it. And it's funny because when I said that, I was just thinking about a friend then and her experiences. But, you know, I'm not going to talk about other people. Let's talk about myself because it's my life and it ain't yours. Although you're going to think about your experiences, obviously. I think my three words were to describe my experiences. And can I just say doing a podcast at 7.30 in the morning when my throat's feeling a bit itchy and I still got this bloody irritating cough is not an idea that I'm going to go with again. Three words, apprehensive, exciting and unexpecting. Unexpecting? Unexpected, sorry. So if I give you some examples against those three words that I found that really encapsulated my 2021. Apprehensive. I connected with an old schoolgirl crush. I wasn't quite at school actually. I was probably about 19. And it was really weird that I awoke one morning and I'd been dreaming about this guy called Devon. And I just thought, oh my gosh, it was so powerful, this dream. I thought, I've got to find him. I've got to see if he's still 
alive? Does he still live in South East London? All this kind of stuff. Do you know, within one day I found him. As much as we hate bloody Facebook, which was all about community and connecting people, I found him on that. And so... I can't remember what happened. I connected with him as a friend and said, oh, this is Tina from way back when I used to have a little crush on you when we used to go to the youth centre, blah, 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 blah. So anyway, he accepted. So we obviously used Facebook and we connected and we talked a few times and I was really apprehensive when I first had my first conversation with him. But after that, I just realised your life is actually quite dry and boring. And he's got so many things wrong with him now. I guess he's older. And I don't know, you know, when you just think I was so apprehensive and then just all gone after a few conversations. So that was that one. And then I was apprehensive about a holiday. I kept dreaming about it, but Obviously, I never made it to the airport. And I think I was apprehensive because of COVID, if I'm honest. And I kept putting barriers in there. You know, you go away, you get charged more money because they want to keep you there and all this kind of bullshit. So I didn't actually go. But I also think I was apprehensive because I think I've mentioned this before, that when you want to get away and you then have to go through your little black book of friends and see who's single, who wants to go away or who's up for it. And actually, everybody was apprehensive about COVID, although I did have some friends that did get away. And then I was apprehensive about getting COVID, if I'm honest, just leading on from that. And I think it was more about what if I got it and there were underlying conditions? Because that's what killed a lot of people. Let's not beat around the bush with COVID. They either, before even the jabs came in, actually, I was just going to say that most people now that are dying or in hospital are the ones that haven't had a jab, but I'm not going to get into that. For me, I was so relieved actually to get it because my antibodies would have been, you know, performing better and my immune system, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, yes, I was ill for about a good seven, eight days. I was weary and everything else. But as far as I know, there wasn't anything underlying. But who knows? Because I just read something really interesting the other day about as we get older and our cells deplete, they become more susceptible to showing those illnesses that have never been seen before. So just remember that. So I think if you are a bit older, it would be an idea to go and get a little health check and see what's going on. And part of me thinks, oh God, do I really want to know if I'm going to snuff it tomorrow from health reasons? you know, as opposed to getting run over by a bus. But actually, I just think you can then take action if you know what's going on, as scary as it may be. And I fucking hate going to the doctors. I hate going to the hospital because I just think I'm above all of that, arrogantly. And yet, no, I'm getting older. There are things that are happening. So on to my second word, unexpected. I think it's no surprise getting an interview for the Commonwealth Games Collective, which is volunteering. Next year, it takes place in Birmingham in the UK. And out of 47,000, I was one of 25,000 interviewees. I'm so confident I'm going to get that role. And I'll just be really, really happy. I will share it with you when the results come out in February. So that was totally unexpected. The universe provided me with more work than I could actually handle at one point, which was actually quite a surprise. And I did feel really blessed and thankful. And I'm giving my ultimate gratitude for having all that work. And in the last two, three months, I've had to turn down work. Can you believe it? So I am really grateful to the universe. However, I'm not going to say that I didn't manifest it because I did. I put it out there 
and it manifested and it's still manifesting because as I record this podcast today, I've just got another inquiry for some of my services. So yeah, I'm buzzing about that. And I was buzzing about it last year because it was unexpected. And I think there were a few summer days out that went beyond my expectation. Remember, I couldn't get on a plane. Well, I could have got on a plane, but I didn't. I didn't go away. There's a couple of friends that we just did some ad hoc things and they were just beautiful, beautiful occasions. And then my third word is exciting. I think what was exciting for me was building on some existing friendships and those relationships became ultimately a lot more deeper and meaningful. I found that really exciting, actually. Uh, And my second thing was my front room renovation in 2021. It was really exciting. And I felt so proud that a year before or in 2019, I think it was actually, I did this interior design course at an adult education centre. And it was just to understand more about how you put colours together, materials and everything like that in the home. It paid dividends. And I absolutely applied that learning, put it into practice. And I have a fantastic front room now. And actually, I'm going for a bathroom consultation today because the next thing is my bathroom and it's going to look wicked, y'all. So where does this really leave me now for this year? I should be setting some goals, which I have done. But I started reading this fantastic book in my morning ritual called Atomic Habits by James Clear, who cites goals are good for setting a direction, but systems are best for making progress. I'll say that again. Goals are good for setting a direction, but they are temporary and systems are best for making progress. I kind of love this approach and I'm going to adopt this because I believe if you don't have a system, a goal is a bit pie in the sky, so to speak. Let me explain. If my goal is to lose weight by 31st of March, what system and intentions will I put in place or adopt to ensure I make progress towards that goal? So the goal is great. The direction is I want to lose weight. Perfect. So what my system is to do that is abstain from alcohol for at least one month to kickstart my healthy drinking habits. As I said, too much wine consumed during lockdown, but let's move on from that. And then only drink when in company of others. Hit the gym for at least two out of six of my workout sessions because I work a lot harder and I burn more calories. And I've done that this week. And actually socially was one of the things that I wanted to increase this year. And just being in the gym just gives me a buzz and I like it. So I'm on target. I did one this week and I'm doing one on Sunday to finish off. Eating clean is also going to be a big one for me. Now, I don't eat shit much anyway, to be fair, but I do have some vices. Crisps is one of my worst vices. And what would happen is I would eat my main meal at night, always usually before eight o'clock. And then I would get a bowl of crisps and then I'd have some bloody nuts. And that wasn't great. And I think also there was a quite a few times towards the end of last year when I just got bored of my own cooking and I can cook really well and I freeze lots of food that I just got 
quite a few Thai takeaways and things like that. I wasn't, I didn't have many meals out last year, to be fair, but there was some takeouts and, you know, you just, I just was buying crap sometimes. Crisps, I would buy crisps. So um, eating clean and and I'm going to increase my flexitarian approach to almost 90% so that I end up being fully plant-based and vegetarian by the end of this year. How about that? That's just a system though. That's not a goal. This is all to help me lose weight as well, right? And then I just feel that I want to keep my mind fresh. So I want to do at least two yoga sessions a week along with two walks. In addition to my other workouts, the yoga is easy. In the morning, it's just like a nice little stretch and then I can work out later or straight afterwards. And the walk for my mental health needs to happen because actually I've missed it and it's a chance for me to tune into my podcasts and learn something new. Think of it like this, using intentions alongside your goals just makes that goal more meaningful and it will be exciting to achieve it because you set this system in how you're going to do it. I would ask everyone to think about what does happiness and success look like this year and write it the fuck down. There is a major difference, remember, between goals and intentions. Goals focus on the future. Intentions are the present moment. Example, my intention today is to be kind. And I just said, it's like a little mantra really, but it is that intention, right? I'm going to be kind today. Goals are a destination or specific achievement intentions are lived each day and if you just heard a rumble in the jungle oh god I, I won't get on to what I'm doing but my stomach's rumbling it's now 801 I think it's because I've worked out so this is going to be an interesting day I'm doing intermittent fasting but that's not part of this conversation and I can't eat till 12 o'clock uh <laughs> 16 and 8 it worked for me before and I really like that that's another part of the system I guess to losing weight is that I'm doing intermittent fasting. I forgot about that. So intentions are lived each day independent of achieving the goal or you know where you're going in terms of that destination. Goals are external achievements whereas intentions are all about your relationship with yourself and others to be fair. So remember that goals are external achievements and intentions are about your relationship with yourself and others. By setting your intention first and combining it with a goal, you will become a creator who enjoys both the journey as much as the destination. I kind of reinforce all of this through my Miracle Morning ritual. Do you remember when I spoke about this? It's a great book called Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, who talks about setting yourself up for the day and having this habit before eight o'clock in the morning. And I bloody love it. So the acronym is SAVERS. S is for silence or I do meditation. So I did 10 minutes today. I do find it hard to meditate sometimes. And it is blocking everything out and just focusing on your breath and clearing your mind. I remember when I first read about meditation, I said, how do I clear my mind? And funnily enough, I woke up at 5.30 this morning. My mind was racing about all these things I had to do. So I got up and I did my rituals. So the first part was doing the meditation. A stands for affirmations or your goals or whatever. So I have my miracle morning missions, as I call them, like 
I will commit to renovating my bathroom by the 31st of March. I will commit to losing weight by X. And I've got three at the moment, big ones. And then there's all these little baby steps I will take to get there, the system. Then the visualization. So the visualization comes in for me with having these kind of missions or goals. And I have a mood board. So the bathroom has got a mood board. So I've committed to renovating my bathroom and I will put extra ordinary effort in until I do. And I just keep looking at the mood board. It's got my colours on there. I've got the type of things I want in the bathroom. It's exactly what I did with the front room. And the front room is fantastic. So think about that. If you have a goal, it's sometimes nice to make a little mood board and you can do this electronically by going into Pinterest, picking up some pictures. It doesn't have to be the old fashioned way where you get magazines and cut out and stick it. Nah, have something on your phone and keep looking at it. And then the second one is E, exercise. I've done my exercise, not a problem for me. I have no problem at all doing exercise. There's all kinds of things. So sometimes before eight o'clock, what I do is a bit of a cheat thing is I start it, the exercise, because sometimes my sessions might be longer. So I might start it before eight. And if it goes over, then I know I've already done it within that time anyway, if that makes sense. The Fifth one is R. So remember, this is savers. So we're on R. R is read. Oh my gosh, people. I have never read so much in years. They say Hal Alrod recommends you read development books. So nonfiction, probably not an autobiography. So I've been reading all these self-development, personal development books, and I've loved it. So Atomic Habits is my new one by James Clear. And I set a kind of goal when I do read to at least do 10 pages. Now, this book that I'm reading at the moment, it's got extremely big text. So I bloody love it. So I do 20 pages in the morning. Great. The last one, S, is for scribe or scroll. So I don't write a diary. I write a journal and usually it's just a few words and I put in magic yesterday. What was magical about the day before? And there's usually a few things. It might just be one. And then I put three things that I'm grateful for because I think we forget. I did a whole podcast on gratitude. It's really important to be grateful for some of the things that have happened. Right. So I write this down. So there you go. That's my rituals. My miracle morning usually takes place before eight o'clock. Well, it does take place before eight o'clock. I must admit I struggled over the Christmas period because I seemed to be really tired and couldn't wake up before. And that's okay. I'm not going to beat myself up. In terms of setting some actionable goals supported by intentions, why not identify the why before you actually set any goals or intentions? So why do I want to lose weight? Because I'm not getting into some of my clothes, people. I've put it on around my middle. I think it's middle age spread personally. And so the wine needs to go. This needs to go. So I've identified the why because I want to get back into some of the clothes that are really lovely and just look a bit hideous at the moment. And then once you've identified that why and then think about the system and how you are going to achieve them and how your life may be better as a result. So let's go back to my weight. I know that gives me confident. I want to look confident naked again. I look at myself in the mirror at the moment and I'm not liking what I'm seeing. Now, if I want to get a man, he may not like it either. Or there again, he may. But for me, it's about me. It's not what a man thinks or anybody else. I want to feel better. I don't like having a stomach, which I seem to have 
got at the moment. I don't like legs rubbing together in trousers and all this kind of stuff. Not saying that mine are, but there's just stuff that needs to come off. So no matter how much exercise I've done, if you're putting more calories in and not thinking about that, then it makes no difference at all. I think it's also really important when you're thinking about your goals or intentions to get clear on what you don't want and focus on those baby steps in achieving them, i.e. make them smart, which is measurable, achievable, all that kind of great stuff, time-based and specific. So I'm going to lose, I should say really, I'm going to lose two stone by the 31st of March and I know that's achievable so that's the smart goal I think I think that was kind of where I was going with that but yeah don't do pie in the sky ones like I'm just going to lose weight (laughs) which I kind of said I guess my measurement will be getting into a pair of jeans that at the moment look a bit tight let me give you a few of my goals stroke intentions I want to start the piano And the system I'm going to use to get there is I'm going to build a garden room so that I can have my my piano out there. It's a keyboard, not a full blown um, piano, a keyboard. And I'm going to have it out there so that it's a way and I physically have to step out of my house, down into another room and practice the piano for an hour and make noise. Source a teacher, buy the keyboard and the accessories and make that happen. So really, before I start my lessons, I need to get this garden room finished because what will happen is, if I don't do that system, I will buy the keyboard, it will come into my spare room, which is getting quite cluttered, and I hate clutter, and what will happen is, I will start taking the keyboard down every night, shoving it somewhere, and I want it to be visible. I want it to be there in my face to know that I can just open up the top of it and go and play. My second one is to lose weight, which I've given a great example of. The third one is travel. So the system for me is to check the dates in the year when I want to get away, COVID pending, tick off one of my bucket list destinations, which I've already made a list of, and research that to the hill and get excited in doing so. It's exactly what I did when I went on my big holiday to Kenya a couple of years ago. And that was my hero holiday and it's absolutely fantastic. I will also check availability with certain friends. I'm not going to go away with everybody and see who wants to get away and see if we can align those timelines. My fourth one will be to challenge myself to a new activity that involves a group of people who I can enjoy things socially with. And I'll tell you where this came about because a friend of mine kept going on about how much he missed his football team when COVID was really, when we were all locked down. And he said, you know what team that really keeps me going? And he goes out a lot socially, everything. But it was just having that banter with a totally different set of people to what he'd normally have from his friendships. And whether it was, you know, drinks at Christmas or someone's having a birthday or let's go to a game together and watch as opposed to playing. There was a whole other life with the football team. I missed that since I stopped athletics which I had that, which was years ago. It was when I was in my 30s. I feel there's something missing. So I'm really going to be on the lookout for something. It might not be sport. It might be something else. In fact, I'd love it to be something else. For example, if I had, if I played the piano, I'd be looking for a soul and jazz band to play in. Just local, something fun where you can go off and do gigs and I really want to do that. It's on one of my mood boards against my piano lessons that that's what I want to do. I'm passionate about sport, music, but I'm also open to new things. So if you have any ideas, 
do let me know. Could be drinks in the pub with a a group that enjoys bloody photography, but I'm not into photography, so that's not going to work, is it? But you get my drift. And then my fifth one is my bathroom uh, renovation, which I'm really excited about. I guess when you think about if you're going to have any goals this year, the other thing I would say, don't make it all about work. Have some lifestyle goals, personal goals, work goals, that kind of thing, because I tend to find that people don't want to set goals. And I didn't for a long time. I remember my friend used to say to me, Tina, have you set your goals for this year? I always used to associate that with work and a review of how I've performed. And I hated it. I really, really hated it. But actually setting some goals for yourself personally and dividing those into different kind of categories. And it could be materialistic, some of them. It could be, I'm going to buy a new car this year. And it could be, you know, like I said, go on holiday, find a man. We know that's been a goal for like God knows how long. (laughs) But do you you know what I mean? I think it's really important to think about goals outside of work. And I think my final takeout for this episode is setting goals can help us move forward in life. So it gives us some kind of purpose. Have your intentions, which are daily. You wake up and you think, I'm going to be active today. Whatever that intention is, if you can align it with some of your goals, it makes it easier. Having that purpose, it gives us goals, gives us a bit of a roadmap. So if I'm saying this year, right, I'm definitely going to travel. COVID ain't getting me down. I'm going to lose the weight because actually I'll look better when I travel and I'm on holiday and I'm in my swimsuit. You get the drift. The bathroom, I'll just feel that that's an extension of the fantastic front room that I pulled together. And then, you know, having this social group will give me some excitement in terms of a new bunch of people or activity. And then the piano, because I am musical. It's not the first time people have said to me about my voice and singing, but I'm not going to go down the singing route, but I am going to go down the playing the piano route because I've been passionate about it for years. And I think goals also are a great way to hold ourselves accountable, even if we fail. Setting goals and working to achieve them helps us define what we truly want in life. And it helps us to also prioritise shit. So if I know those are priorities for the year, everything else is in the background, right? This bathroom's got to get done. This piano has been a goal since last year. And I've been pussyfooting about because I didn't want to put it in the front room. Like I said, my house is not big and I don't want to clutter it. However, whilst goals help us prioritise things, if we choose to simply wander through life without a goal or a plan, then that's okay too. I do believe setting goals can help us live the life we truly want to live and with purpose. If, however, you don't want to do that, because it can be a little dull if every minute of every day was planned, it's okay to have those days or even maybe months for some when you don't accomplish anything or don't have a goal. Beautiful people, to finish this episode, I'd like to give you a quote by Jim Ron. If you don't design your own life plan, chances are you'll fall into someone else's plan. And guess what they have planned for you? Not a lot. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, if you've enjoyed this episode, please do rate and write me a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. This will really help me build my listenership, as it were, and keep me motivated to keep delivering you a podcast. Take good care until I see you again. Well, I won't see you, will I? Until I speak to you again via my podcast and set some goals and intentions.